Hey there, educational rock stars. Are you feeling overwhelmed with lesson planning for your English language learners? Well, I've got some exciting news for you. Introducing our upcoming free webinar, Simplify Your Approach, Three Time-Saving Routines for ELL Success. Join me for a power-packed 45 minutes that's set to revolutionize your teaching strategy. In this webinar, we'll dive into three practical, easy-to-implement routines that will not only enhance your ELL teaching methods, but also save you hours of planning time. Yes, hours. So whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, these insights are tailored to help everyone make the most of their teaching time. Plus, you'll leave this webinar ready to implement these routines the next day. So mark your calendars for our two upcoming dates. I don't want you to miss this opportunity to transform your ELL lesson planning. To reserve your spot, simply sign up at www.equippingells.com slash routines. Trust me, your future self will thank you for it. I'll see you at the webinar. Teaching ELL students is a privilege and a joy. Is it easy? No way. But with the right support, you can feel empowered to tackle each day with ease and confidence. I'm your host, Beth Boucher, founder of Inspiring Young Learners. With over 10 years of teaching both nationally and internationally, I know what it takes to ensure that your ELL students have what they need to thrive today, tomorrow, and for life. I'm on a mission to empower you to equip your English language learners. Welcome to Equipping ELLs. Let's get to today's episode. Hey there, welcome to another episode of the Equipping ELLs podcast. It is the start of a new school year and the excitement is in the air. There's nothing like the back to school time where just new pencils and new crayons and new backpacks and the excitement of starting with a new group of students. I just love all those things. So here on the Equipping Yellows podcast, we are here to get you set up and ready for a super successful year. Today, we're going to be talking about four reasons your ESL curriculum might not be working for you. And then we're going to go into eight things that make up a good ESL curriculum. And then I'm going to break it down at the end for some practical, tactical steps forward, um, whether you have a curriculum that's been given to you from your district or you're creating your own, I'm going to help you take the next steps forward to really create something that works for you and your students this year. So let's dive in. Now, the first place to start is I want to know, do you have your own curriculum that you've been given to use? In my situations, I worked as an ESL teacher and as a mainstream classroom teacher with a large number of ESL students, all different language levels, and I was never given curriculum to support them. I was given training on strategies and those types of things that was very helpful for scaffolding the content activities that we were doing inside the mainstream in the homeroom classroom. But when I was specifically working with newcomers, I was not given any materials to use and I was coming up with stuff on my own as a new teacher and totally did not know what I was doing. (laughs) And it was very stressful. So 
If that is you, I have been there. If you're in a situation where your school has purchased a curriculum that you're using, I would love to know if you are using one that you really enjoy that's working for you or not. I see a lot of opinions all over the place, whether this this type of curriculum works or this one works for their ELL students. And really it comes down to four things of why it might not be a good fit for you. So if you're in the place where you're like, my school is not giving me anything. I have no idea what to do going forward. You actually might be in a better place because you have the freedom to really create something that's going to work for your students. So let's dive in into what that looks like. Well, let's start with four reasons why your curriculum might not be working for you and your students. The first reason is because you are using a mandated curriculum that is trying to teach ELLs as a one size fits all. And anybody who's worked with English language learners for any amount of time knows that teaching ELLs is not one size fits all. Even if you're working with the same grade level of students, the same language level of students, you're going to see that there can be some very big differences of what the needs are of those students. And so when you have a curriculum that is mandated that you have to use, and it's trying to just think that this is going to be the fix for the students because it's something that's created for multilingual learners, you're going to quickly see that that might not be what's happening in your classroom. And you might come away feeling more frustrated because yes, you've been giving a curriculum to use, but you're spending a lot more time trying to supplement the curriculum with other things and searching for other things to use. And you're feeling really stuck because you're forced to use this curriculum because your district spent a lot of money on this curriculum and it's really not a good fit for the students you're working for. Maybe it works for one of your groups, but it's very hard to create. I have never found something that is a one size fits all for English language learners. And so that's where the first mistake might be or the first area that it just is not working because Teaching LLs is not one size fits all. Another reason that your curriculum might not be working is because it was not created with the specific needs of our multilingual learners. I hear this a lot. I hear, you know, these big companies, these big corporations are taking their basal programs or whatever the term is now that you use for district-wide curriculum and they're adding in these little ways to say, oh, this is, this is now for, you know, created for English language learners. And really the essence of it is not. Oh, maybe they suggest, you know, here, use a visual here or use a sentence stem here. Okay. Yes. Those are very helpful for ELL learners, but it's not taking the core of what's being taught and it's not being created in a way that's really meeting the diverse needs of our ELL students. I see this really specifically with reading programs and just the lack of visual support when working with phonic skills, the lack of cultural relevance when working with decodable books. Those types of things shows me that they are not created with our diverse populations in mind, and it's still being created for students who have grown up in an English-speaking house and are coming into the school with years of that vocabulary already and not with students who are coming in and learning English at the same time as they're trying to learn to read. So that's a red flag to me of things of why your curriculum might not be working because it, they might add in some, some 
you know, ways, or here's an additional booklet that might work for your multilingual learners. But the overall, it's not really a whole student approach to what our ELL students need. Another reason that your curriculum might not be working for you is because it's trying to cover too much to fit into the schedule that you have and the time that you have with your students. This is something I've struggled with as well and um, inside equipping ELLs as we work with teachers who are working with a wide variety, K through 12. They have a ton of different, you know, we have students who have 25 students on their caseload and we have students or teachers who have over 75 students on their caseload. And we have some teachers who have an hour a day with newcomers and we have others who have maybe three half hour periods a week. So the schedule of an ESL teacher is very different across the country, across districts, even within schools. And so it's very hard to create a curriculum that is going to fit for each teacher's schedule. And so when you're given a a curriculum, especially like the district mandated ones who provide so many resources, which is great, but sometimes it feels like there's just not going to be enough time to fit all of this in and to do it well, and to do it with the validity that is needed for this program to work. Can you relate to that? Have you been there? Even with just when I was teaching in the homeroom classroom, I mean, there was there were so many tools provided with the math curriculum, for example, that it just wasn't possible to get through and to do all that was given. And so then as a teacher, we felt like, we're not doing enough. We need to do more. We need to go faster. We need to try to fit more in. And that's not what our students need either. And so taking a look at what your schedule looks like, that can be really hard to fit in, you know, all the different pieces of some of these curriculums that they want you to do in order to make it to the, you know, to the level of expectation of what they're doing for the success that they, that they say they're going to have, but you really have to have the time to do that, which I know it's hard. That's really hard to fit your groups in, to give them the time that they need. And we know that in the school, it's not always happening what it says on paper due to, you know, I know some of you are pulled as subs. I know that with testing, you're not getting the time that you're supposed to have with your students. So at the end of the day, you're losing so many different teaching moments that those types of programs that are very scripted, that need to have all of the pieces done in order to really see the success of it, those curriculums don't work for many of you because it just doesn't fit into your schedule. And then the last reason that your curriculum might not be working for you is because it isn't flexible with what your students need. So this kind of comes back to our one size fits all. When you're teaching ELLs, one of the qualities and traits of a good ESL teacher is that you are flexible. You are seeing and you are constantly observing and you're seeing where your students are at and what they need from you. Maybe last year you taught a group of third grade level three students. And this year you're going to teach a group of third grade level three students. And it could be completely different on the type of support they need. Maybe they need more listening skills. Maybe this group is really struggling in their listening comprehension. Or maybe they have a great listening comprehension, but they're really struggling in their reading comprehension, or maybe they're really struggling in their academic vocabulary, but maybe the group last year really developed their academic vocabulary. So they were really strong in that. Each group is going to be different. And so you need a curriculum that's going to be flexible with that. You need to have the understanding to be able to observe and see where your students are at, and then change your plans based on that. 
you need to have good a good way to check in and assess so you can see, wow, these students are really strong in their listening domain, but when it comes to speaking, they're still really struggling with that. So I'm going to emphasize speaking during my lessons. But a lot of times the curriculum isn't doing that. It's saying, follow this, start here, do this, move on, and keep going. And that is not what our multilingual learners need. So let's talk about what makes a good ESL curriculum. What are some qualities that you should be looking for so that you know you're providing your students with something that works? The first thing is you should have a curriculum that has clear and measurable goals. Okay, so this might be a curriculum that has your language objectives, your content objectives, whether that's WIDA and Common Core or whatever that looks like in your school. You need to have measurable and clear goals, both for you and for your students. This is something so important to share with your students. Here is what we're working on. Here's the target we're working for, especially when it comes down to when you're working on all four domains, it can get really overwhelming for the students when they don't have clarity around what they're supposed to be doing. But as soon as you begin to say, okay, today we're going to be working on developing our listening by hearing the story and drawing a picture. They really now can tune into their listening domain and strengthen it. Instead of if you don't tell them that, and then they're like, okay, am I working on listening or, or should I be reading this? What, what am I being tested on? I, and they, there's confusion. So bringing clarity and measurable goals is huge for a solid ESL curriculum. The second thing is a comprehensive language skill development. We need to have a balanced approach to develop all four domains. This is something I am really passionate about. Standalone activities really are not helpful and you don't have the time to do that. If you're doing standalone, they're going to make slow progress. They're not going to go as fast as if you are doing activities that are a whole balanced approach that are combining and hitting on all four domains as much as possible. Okay. It should give a variety of activities and tasks so that the learners can practice and improve their abilities in each area, but through the same context and content. That makes a good ESL curriculum. Another thing would be progression and sequencing. You want to provide things that you're going to give your students the foundation and then the skills to build on. And you want to have things that are going to bring up skills that they learned previously so that they continue to be exposed to the vocabulary, to the grammar, that they have multiple opportunities to practice over and over and over again throughout the year. That makes a good ESL curriculum. You want to have things that are engaging and authentic. You want to have a curriculum that has a variety of articles, videos, audio recordings, realia, you know, real life situations that connect with them and their upbringing, their context, their their cultural awareness, bringing that into the learning. That makes a good ESL curriculum. And that leads us right into the next one. And that is to have a cultural and global awareness. Looking at the read alouds you're using, looking at the reading passages you're using, looking at the topics you're discussing. A good ESL curriculum is using and bringing in the voice and the stories of the students that you're working with and also bringing in the voice and the stories of others so that you're not just 
helping that student feel comfortable in your class, but you're helping bring a global awareness into what you're teaching. Another criteria for a good ESL curriculum is the practical language use. Okay. The curriculum should prioritize opportunities to communicate effectively in real life situations. I have shared this so many times on this podcast, but it's worth mentioning again. I took 10 years of Spanish. I have a minor in Spanish and I could not communicate when I moved here because they did not prioritize the speaking part. They did not prioritize the application. What was prioritized was conjugating all the verbs and knowing all of all of that stuff. But that doesn't help in the real life situation. We want to be very intentional of the of how we're helping our students be a part of society, to be a citizen of the U.S. or just of the global community and giving them the opportunity to grow and learn and speak. That is when the English is going to really be strong. Um, if we remove this piece, then what we're doing is going to be lost day after day. They need the application part. A good ESL curriculum should have multiple opportunities for assessment and feedback. And this is, you know, different types of assessments, types, things like just formative assessments and, and checking in on group work and writing observations down and giving them feedback, giving them rubrics to use that they can do some self rubrics or they can do, you know, peer assessments and, and check-ins. That is where it really is so crucial to see the students and where they're at is to be constantly checking in because we know when you work with multilingual learners, you don't know where they need more support in. And it's hard sometimes, especially with those intermediate students to see what is it that they are struggling with or that they're, you know, misunderstanding and what ways can you help come and support that? Unless you're continually doing check-ins and assessing and giving feedback and helping them to take responsibility for their learning. Another good quality of a good ESL curriculum is that it is flexible and it's adaptable. It should not be start here and go to the end of the year without changing anything. Okay. A good curriculum should give you the time and space where you say, you know what? My students really struggled this week on this topic. I'm going to extend it into next week. And we're going to, we're going to go over it again. We're going to go over it in a different way. We're going to use a different reading passage, maybe one that relates to my students more. And then we're going to talk about this topic again, giving you that time and space where you don't feel like I did of, okay, there's so much to cover. Let's go as fast as we can. We got to keep moving. It doesn't matter if most of the students miss this topic, we got to keep moving on. That is not helpful for our multilingual learners. Building a strong and solid foundation is vital. And then last, a good curriculum should provide professional development support. You should feel confident in how you're delivering the curriculum, of how you're getting the curriculum set up, of what you're doing so that you know this is exactly what your students are doing, or a place to ask questions if you're not sure this is what your students need or you're seeing that they're still struggling of of some other ways to approach it. That is what makes an effective ESL curriculum. I know sometimes this feels hard because you're like, okay, I have this curriculum I have to use for my school, but it doesn't really fit that criteria. What should I do? Well, here are four steps to help you figure out how you can take the curriculum you've been given, or if you don't have a curriculum, how you can really 
kind of look at all that's available and figure out what's going to work for you and your students and the time that you have with them. So follow this four-step framework. First, you want to begin with assessments. Like I said, this is crucial to checking in, seeing where your students are at. You could spend the whole year on just, okay, here's the path we're taking. But if you did not have, if you're not assessing them with frequency, then you could be going on this path that's not what they need. It could be too easy for them and you're missing out on opportunities to really hire the expectations and push them. It could be too hard for them and you're leaving your students feeling frustrated and discouraged day after day. So it begins with assessments, doing check-ins, seeing where they're at, starting there. Then you want to add in the foundations. You want to build the foundation wherever they're at, if they're newcomers or intermediates, look and identify what are the key foundations that they need to have. You know, that's going to be vocabulary, grammar skills, phonic skills, syntax, pragmatics, pronunciation, all of those things start there. Look at the foundations and highlight and set those goals of what you're going to be focusing on. Then you want to strengthen all four language domains. So finding things where you can focus on those foundations and bring in the domains and spend that time strengthening all four as much as possible at all together. So in one lesson, you should try to be hitting on all four domains and then add in supplements. So this is where, again, you're going to be observing and you're going to see, okay, you know what? My students are really struggling with this specific area. Maybe they're really struggling with using irregular verbs correctly. So I'm going to add in a supplement. I'm going to add in an activity that's going to focus specifically on this skill, because this is what I'm seeing that they really are struggling with. So add in that assessment. So let me just go over. Here's our four step framework. Begin with assessment, build the foundation, strengthen all four domains and add in any supplements. If you start with that framework, you can then see the curriculum you have and how it fits into that. And it gives you that space to do what you want to do so you can help your students. If you don't have a curriculum, then it helps you approach anything that you're finding and put it into that to see if that's what is going to work best for your students. Now, if you do not have a curriculum or if you are not excited about the curriculum you have, then equipping ELLs is for you. We provide you with literally everything you need to go through this framework, to assess, to build the foundation, to strengthen all four language domains, and to add in the supplements all in one place. So this is why we've created this because we see that curriculum does not fit all of our learners. You cannot just print once and be done. You need to have a good pulse of where students are at. And then you need to have that platform that you can go in and find everything in one place. So you're not spending your hours Googling and searching and piecing things together and feeling exhausted. We want to take that off of your shoulders. So if that's you, if you want this all done for you, come and join us inside Equipping ELLs. The price is increasing soon, so don't delay. We're adding a bunch of new resources for this upcoming school year. And so get in now so that you have all that you need to be ready to support your multilingual learners this year and spend much less time planning for what you're going to be doing. Thank you for joining me in today's episode. All links and resources mentioned can be found in the show notes. If you're looking for even more support and done for you resources created specifically for the needs of ELLs, head to inspiringyounglearners.com. I'll catch you here next week. Until then, take that next step to keep equipping your ELLs.